Welcome to Healing the Podcast with your host, Ashlyn Tori. I am a heels and burlesque instructor, a confidence mentor, and the creator of High Vibe Heels, living in the gorgeous mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. In this safe and sacred portal, we will be having intentional conversations about dancing in a heel, spirituality, self-love, sensuality, conscious business, and even more juicy topics that I hope empower you to show up in the world as your boldest and brightest self. I am so excited to go on this journey with you. Now let the magic begin. Hello, babes, and welcome back to Healing the Podcast. I hope you're doing so well. Today's episode is exciting for two reasons. One, we have a fabulous guest on the podcast today. And two, I am announcing a brand new course that I'm literally so over the moon about. I can't even tell you. (laughs) So... It's been something in the works for a while now, and I'm so excited to share it with you. But first of all, let's get into our fabulous guest for today, which is Callan Joy, also known as Pole Angel on Instagram. Callan is an amazing pole dancer and instructor here in Asheville at Dance Club. And I remember the first time that I saw Callan perform, I was like, That is the star quality we all dream about. Like she has this presence about her when she's dancing and performing that is so magnetic. And I wanted to have her on the podcast to just chat about her life and what led her to being a pole dancer in the first place. In this episode, we cover how Callan actually started in ballet and modern dance and then transitioned to pole really by divine timing. We also talk about where pole dancing originates from and how we can just be intentional with the style of dances that we're doing and understand the history and the background of those styles of movement. Callan gives some great advice about allowing yourself to be bad at something. So when you start out in a new style of dance, it's really easy to be hard on yourself and to get frustrated, but she talks about just how being bad at something and just allowing yourself to try something new, even when you're not good at it at first, is super empowering. And we talk about how her dancing has this really special combination of strength and power and also fluidity in this like ooey gooey energy. That's one of the reasons why I love watching her dance so much. She marries the two so well. We dive into radical self-acceptance and Callan shares a little bit about her journey, discovering that she was queer and what that has been like for her since that experience and how she's been really able to embrace this side of herself and also surrounding herself with this beautiful community that celebrates her and that is just loud and proud about who they are. And we talk about unlearning sexuality for the male gaze. This is like a huge topic that I'm really interested in always because as a burlesque dancer as a heels dancer I'm always very adamant that my dancing is for me first and Callan is very much the same way we talk about how she came from a childhood that was very much about like her beauty and her femininity and her sensuality being for everyone else and she was really able to take her power back around that which is just so incredible And then lastly, we cover what it's truly like to be a full-time dancer. Callan transitioned from her job in elementary school to being full-time as a pole instructor and performer. And that was a really great conversation as well. And I know it will be really helpful to those of you who are maybe interested in transitioning into a full-time dance career or just into a full-time creative career in general. 
So as you can see, we cover a lot in this episode and I know you babes are absolutely going to love it. And before we get into the conversation, it's time to talk about my brand new course, which is Baddie Body. And this course, again, has been something I've been so excited about for a while. I did a few polls on my Instagram and my email list a few months ago asking you babes what it was that you are focusing on in your life in regards to your healing journey. So obviously I have my program confidence and that program is really focused on confidence and I wanted to create something similar, but a little bit more short and sweet and a course that would be really practical and tangible and that you could easily apply the information in the course to your life almost immediately. So I asked you babes, you know, what can I do to support you in your healing journey? What seems to be holding you back the most from achieving confidence in your life or from going after the things that you desire? And that was body image. So therefore the course baddie body was born. And when I hear the word baddie, like it's very empowering to me. I feel like the word baddie just in itself is an energy it's an aura, it's a mindset. And to me, a baddie body is a body that is strong, confident, and powerful. It's not a certain size or shape, but it's an energy, an energy of feeling amazing on the inside and radiating that vibrancy on the outside. So if you have a baddie body, it means that your presence is magnetic, which we talk about so much in this episode, and you are so at home in your body and validated by your own innate hotness that allows you to take on the world on and off the dance floor with this unshakable sense of self-worth. This course is not about changing your body or looking differently than you do in this moment, but it's about coming to this place of radical self-acceptance. And it's also not about forcing yourself to affirm how much you love your body when you don't actually feel that way. Instead, I'm giving you tangible and energetic practices that will actually shift how you feel in your body on a day-to-day basis. So we will use heels and burlesque, of course, alongside self-love rituals, life edit practices, like going through your closet and picking out clothing that feels really good in your your body and the way that you nourish your body mindset tools really all of these things to help you heal your relationship with your body from the inside out that I have used in my life and I've talked about this in past podcast episodes but I really used to have such a toxic relationship with my body I left the ballroom industry with an eating disorder and my health was at like a all-time low I also had a back and a knee injury that I thought would never heal so I really felt like a complete stranger in my body. I felt like my body was against me. And then once I discovered heels and burlesque and started building this loving synchronistic relationship with my body and seeing it as the absolute pure magic vessel that it is, I started to become so confident in myself. And that allowed me to create my dream life and to have dance as my full-time career and to really show up as my full authentic self, like Callan and I talk about in this episode, working on my relationship with my body has been one of the biggest game changers for every single area of my life. Because when you're not comfortable in yourself and you are comparing yourself to others and you feel like a stranger in the body that you were given, it's going to take your focus away from everything else in your life. And so that's why I created this course so that you could learn how to build that living relationship with your body, heal the relationship to yourself, maybe even come to a place of acceptance or body neutrality or body love, whatever level that you're on and working towards. 
That's what this course is for, to give you all the tools that you need. So included in the course is six modules jam-packed with healing affirmations, EFT tapping videos, life edit tools, Pilates and yoga classes, and of course, burlesque and heels choreo classes. You also will get access to the High Vibe Peels community and you'll get two months free of High Vibe Peels, the membership as a bonus in this pre-sale offer, okay? And right now, the pre-sale is available for $222 and that is 33% off the original price of the course and the price will go up January 24th. So I'm only running this sale for a week. Make sure that you take advantage of it. It's going to be absolutely magical. I'm so proud of this course and I know firsthand what doing the content in this course can create in your life because I've experienced it myself. So I will put all the link for Batty Body below in the show notes for you babes. It's going to be epic. I'm so excited. And without further ado, because this course aligns so perfectly with so much that we talk about in this podcast episode with Callan, let's just get right into it. Enjoy this episode with Callan Joy, aka Pole Angel. Callan, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me, Ashlyn. You're so welcome. I'm so excited to have you today. We are going to talk about so many juicy topics, and you look amazing. You've got your green eyeliner on, feeling fab. And I want to just ask you a few just rapid fire questions before we get into the juicy, juicy stuff. (laughs) But what's a song that you can't stop dancing to right now? Um, Right now, I'm obsessed with this song called Too Far um, by Hailey Gray. Okay. I feel like it's just so like sultry and slow and syrupy, but then there's like some beats to hit, Mm -hmm. which is like my obsession. Ooh, that's the vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I don't think I've heard of her, so I need to look her up. Mm -hmm. So good. And then this podcast is called Healing. So I would love to know what is something you are proud of healing or currently in process of healing. And this can be emotional, spiritual, physical, anything. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm always healing something. We're always growing. I feel like right now I'm really focusing on just healing, like listening to my own intuition and just like knowing what I want to do on my own, like outside of anybody else. Mm, I love that. And Mm -hmm. that is such a hard thing to move through when you're used to like people pleasing or just doing things for other people. But finally being able to decide like, this is what I want and I really don't care (laughs) what anyone else thinks about it. Like that's so empowering. Yes. (laughs) And what is a current favorite right now? So this is actually a new question I'm doing. I heard Mm -hmm. someone on a podcast every week, they do their favorites. And I'm like, I love this because I love hearing like what people are obsessed with right now. So what is something that you are obsessed with? Just anything. Yes, Um, anything. I know it's broad, but it can be like food or music or an outfit or anything a tv show (laughs) all the warm cozy things like i'm obsessed with this coffee you made me right now and i'm obsessed (laughs) with like warm like bread right now and like garlic naan i eat like every single day so good do you have a favorite place in Asheville for garlic naan um cinnamon kitchen oh i love cinnamon kitchen so good Well, I love that. Anything cozy, warm. Okay, so you are an amazing pole dancer, performer, Mm -hmm. and teacher. Oh my goodness, so good. And I want to know how you got to that place. I feel like when you see dancers online, you're like, oh my God, they're so good. They literally just woke up that good. And that's just (laughs) not the case at all. So what did the journey to pole dancing look like? How Mm -hmm. did you get into it? And why did you ultimately decide to make it into your career? Because you were teaching, like actually teaching kids at one point. So I want to know how that transition happened and how you got into it. 
Thank you. Awesome. So I grew up dancing. I did ballet. I did a little ballroom, modern, musical theater, mm-hmm. all of the things. Mm-hmm. I love to perform. Yeah. That's always come very naturally to me. I like to just be perceived and make people smile and like show off art forms of any kind. And then so pole specifically was I moved to Asheville and like you said, I was teaching kindergarten Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my God, I need to dance. It had been like a two year hiatus at that point. And I was like, why am I not dancing anymore? Like something's not right. I need to find a class. Um, So I found Dance Club Asheville. It's like the first thing that comes up when you Mm -hmm. look up dance class near me in Asheville. So I went and I was the only one that showed up to class and it was just me and Kathleen so it's basically a private lesson she like answered the door in a gold bikini stop yeah and like Kathleen I know and she's already so much taller than me and she had her like eight inch like pole heels on and I was just like what the fuck like I love it here (laughs) so yeah and then I just got hooked kept going back and then it was kind of over covid that I was really like, I need a change. Like I am loving being back in dance so much. Mm -hmm. That used to be like my job. That used to be Mm -hmm. my main like way of life. And I want to get back into that. So as I moved into like transitioning out of teaching in the public education system, Mm -hmm. I like told Kathleen, I was like, I want to teach here full time. Cause Mm -hmm. at that point I'd been teaching um, like a couple classes a week. And she, yeah, she literally was like, how can I help you break even? How many classes a week do you need? And then, yeah, pole just became my whole life. So I always tell people, I'm like, it's life changing. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's incredible. So, yeah. I love that. So what was your experience in dance before? Like, did you have mm-hmm. a positive experience, a negative experience? What yeah. Was that like? So I'm super lucky that my ballet teacher, like, my first ballet teacher, Mm -hmm. super positive experience. She actually was like an openly queer woman. Mm -hmm. So that was really good for me too. And that's always been a positive of the dance world. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, out and proud. And so that was a positive experience for me. And then when I went to college, I actually majored in dance. And then that's when it got a little less positive. Just, I had never been in the actual competitive space before. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, everybody was just like, we're dancing because we love to dance. Like, we love ballet, which I, now I realize is so rare. Yeah. So when I went to college and everybody kind of like turned their nose up at each other or we had to literally yeah. compete against each other to keep our major. Yeah. It was like, oh. To keep your major, you had to compete against each mm-hmm. other? Oh, yeah. my, where did you go to college? USF Tampa. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So if you wanted to keep a dance major, you had to do both ballet and modern. It was mm-hmm. like a dual study. And you started at the intro level, and then at the end of every semester, there was like an adjudication, mm-hmm. and you either got into the next level of ballet and modern, or you didn't. Oh and you had to level up in both ballet and modern to keep the major. Wow. So it was kind of like, yeah, it just wasn't very fun and I didn't make any friends. And so, yeah, that was weird. Oh my God. (laughs) So weird. It's so interesting because like that was my experience too. I loved competing ballroom other than a lot of like the hierarchies of ballroom, I guess. Mm -hmm. But then when I went to college, it was like, this is so weird. Like this was not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. And it, like, is disappointing because you have this, like, a vision mm-hmm. of maybe, like, oh, I'm going to, like, I don't know, compete and I'm going to get so good and I'm going to have all these friends. And then you're, like, this lone wolf yeah. <laughs> for me, like, in an improv <laughs> class 
and everyone's like rolling around the ground and I'm like doing cha-cha locks. Yeah. Like, like this was not what I wanted. Like nobody needs this. It's just interesting how things unfold. And so then you taking the break was so mm-hmm. needed and then you found dance club. It's like so divine timing. Yeah. How everything works. It's very similar to totally my experience too. And for those who don't know, can you give us a little mm-hmm. pole 101 lesson? Because yeah. I think a lot of people may not know where this style of movement comes from. And when you take part in dance, I think it's so important to know the history and original intention. Also, when you talk about a certain style of dance and you've never done it before, and maybe you have certain like preconceived notions about it, Mm -hmm. I think that it would just be so beneficial for you to give like everything that you know about pole because I feel like you're super knowledgeable about it and you talk about Mm -hmm. it a lot on your Instagram and stuff too. Yeah, I do think it's super important specifically with pole and burlesque. Mm -hmm. Um, But specifically with pole, so the pole style that's popular right now and that I dance, like that originates in the strip club. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some rumors going around that people say it comes from like circus. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, not the type of pole we're doing. And then specifically with the heels and the twerking, it's like from black strippers, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think it's really important to like you know, put credit where credit is due and be as respectful as possible. So something that I think as a pole hobbyist, I try to be really conscious of is like donating to like sex work advocacy Mm -hmm. groups and like knowing the laws and voting and like Mm -hmm. doing all of the political work as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And also, like you said, you're giving that credit where credit is due. And I am curious because I just want to know for myself (laughs) um, what it takes to be at such a high level in pole. And I, again, we see these professional dancers online and think I can do that because you guys make it look so easy. And and so what kind of dedication does it take Mm. to be at the level that you're at and just to be a full-time dancer in general? Because I feel like so many people glamorize it. Yes, they do. And there's a lot that goes into it. Um, So yeah, when I first started pole, it was like, It was humbling in so many ways because you're like, okay, I've been dancing my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like I can make a line with my leg and Mm -hmm. I can hold it up and all those things. And then you're like, oh, but now I have to lift my body weight. Mm -hmm. And also it fucking hurts. And when I first started pole, I was just like, ow, 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 my skin. Like no one expects it to hurt your skin as much Mm -hmm. as it does. And then, yeah, I feel like to, it's like with anything else, like practice, commitment. And then, yeah, cross training, having like a rigorous but fluid warm up. I feel like mm-hmm. that's something in dance too, that like if you're just going and doing mountain climbers and mm-hmm. crunches, like that's gonna get you strong, but it's not gonna get you fluid strong. Right. And that's like with pull is you wanna be able to flow between the tricks mm-hmm. and like not just have it be like push up, push up, push up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then honestly, and this is something I tell people a lot too, just in terms of getting strong with like your flow specifically, is I'm like, you just gotta love it. Mm-hmm. And like if yeah. you don't love it, mm-hmm. I don't really know why you're doing it, Um, but it's the flow's not going to read. Like, if you don't believe it, your audiences aren't going to believe it. So if you love it, then all of the work and dedication doesn't feel as much like work. Right. I totally get that. And it's like finding, with any style of dance, like finding what works for you. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. I have my favorite styles. You have your Mm -hmm. favorite styles. And I know that some people are like, oh, but I like don't feel, like for me, the trick side of pole doesn't Mm -hmm. resonate with me. I'm just like, I'm... I'm sad every time I leave because I'm just like, no, it's really not. It's just more of like, I don't enjoy it in the moment. Whereas the flow side of it and the more like dancey, ooey gooey, like melts into the floor. That's Mm -hmm. what I want to do. So it's just like picking and choosing what works best for you. And also like when you're lighting up the most and even if it's hard, you're still like 
enjoying it and that's how I felt when I started heels and burlesque I'm like yeah. I feel like a baby giraffe but I'm okay with but that. I love it yes yeah. <laughs> and I am curious like when people start your classes what mm-hmm. is the thing that you notice that like keeps them maybe from reaching that next level is it like a certain technique mm-hmm. is it like a mindset that they have is it like something that they're doing with their face and their performance mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. do you feel like there's something that you see with like noobs yeah. <laughs> a lot that you're like, oh, that's something that if people maybe focused on that, they would get to the next yeah. level faster. I feel like it's the, it's the confidence and like just the confidence in knowing that like it get it does get easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes people will get discouraged when they, yeah. like you said, like it's yeah. hard right away. And yeah. so I always try to just let people like the first step to being good at something is you got to be bad at it. Like yeah. you got to embrace that it feels kind of foolish, that it feels yeah. kind of silly. Yeah. And then that's like, that's the juice you need yeah. to make it feel better in your body later. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like people don't talk about being bad at things often. I, I watched my first heels class videos and I'm like, who let her in a heel? <laughs> like what? But it's just, it's cute. Uh-huh. You look back on it. And also too, like in the moment, I like did not care how I looked. And yeah. I think it's just when you're just like enjoying it, you're connecting to the music, you're connecting to the movement, like you're having fun and it's going, it's just going to get better. Totally. It just, it just is. Yes. And then something I love about you is that you are just a queer queen and (laughs) you are very open and proud about it. And I read one of your Instagram posts yesterday for like the (laughs) second time. I read it when you posted it. And in the post you said it would have been so easy to be compulsory heterosexual, but Mm -hmm. being loud and annoying about your queerness is your piece because Mm -hmm. it's mine is what you said. Mm -hmm. Not my parents, not for the male gazes mine my femininity is mine my body my flirtatiousness my (laughs) innate love of pleasure and all things forbidden so I literally like put that on a poster it's so good and so I want to just talk about that and how you came to that place of like radical acceptance for yourself so that you can just like show up in the world Mm -hmm. as your like full expression yeah Mm -hmm. so I think that's part of a big reason I identify like as queer specifically Mm -hmm. more so than any other label is Mm -hmm. because like the queer is the odd like the queer is the different and that's what the queer community always has been for Mm -hmm. me even Mm -hmm. like if we're not talking about just like being gay it's just like we're talking about liking things that maybe aren't the norm Mm -hmm. you know like we've seen it with drag we've seen it with burlesque and with sex Mm -hmm. work and like there's just so many things that aren't fully accepted by the general public that like thrive in queer spaces and those are the spaces I want to be in like those are the things that are the best that's the richness and the magic in life so yeah that's amazing and (laughs) I'm curious because you also mentioned that in that post that Mm -hmm. this was something that you I feel like felt at a pretty young age or maybe Mm -hmm. you had a friend Mm-hmm. But that was her experience too. So it like opened your eyes to that. Did you just feel like, okay, this is like part of me? Or was mm-hmm. there like some sort of resistance to accepting that side mm-hmm. of yourself? Yeah, so that was something too. So the middle and high school I went to, I feel very fortunate. It was a very just like gay space. It was like mm-hmm. a public art school. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was really when I started like sixth and seventh grade that like I had friends that were like, yeah, I'm gay. And I was like, what like people just say that and like as soon as I like heard it I was like yeah like that makes sense I didn't know anybody like gay in my family like Mm -hmm. prior to that and 
I always did. I wanted to kiss girls. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to kiss everybody. <laughs> and like, so I was just like, oh my God, like, yes, like this makes so much sense. So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel kind of fortunate that it happened for me at a pretty young age and that I was in a space that I felt safe to like express mm-hmm. that too. Oh, that's really important. Yeah. And that's amazing that you had that experience. Mm-hmm. And in the same post. I got so much from this. <laughs> I know. I really just like told myself in this post. <laughs> no, it was so beautiful. So going back to your post, mm-hmm. your post was amazing and I got so much from it. I want to talk about, you know, you came from a childhood where you were dressed up and like doll, you said in your post and kind of starved for the affection that kids need. And as someone who shows up super bold and unapologetic in the world, as you do, mm-hmm. how have you taken your sexuality back as your own? Because I know this from personal experience, especially for me, I came up in a really religious household mm-hmm. and like my sexuality wasn't even something that was like, not even mine. It just wasn't even talked yeah. about. And so I feel like so many of us, when this happens, we overcompensate and allow our sexuality to be for the male gaze Mm -hmm. because that's what we've been taught we're supposed to do. So it's really hard to unlearn that. And I'm curious how you unlearned that. Oh, well, it's been a long journey. Yeah, give me all the tea I Yeah, so my just family in general is very just weird. And so my, all my siblings are like at least 20 years older than me. Like my closest sibling is 19 years older than me. And so I I always kind of felt like, you know, like I was born into a family that already existed Mm -hmm. and they were all grown and like the youngest daughter was about to move out and then here comes baby Cal, you know, and that's kind of how it it felt too, Mm -hmm. you know, I was pretty ignored most of the time, like didn't have like that affection and that's like a really hard thing to like be a child and as an expressive, dramatic child that I always have been too, to just really want attention and not get it. So I think really that's where dance like saved me and like the arts in general and just like having an outlet and like a place to just be like, yeah, all eyes on me. Like, yeah, it's okay for me to want attention. Mm -hmm. And that really ties back into my sexuality too. I mean, being queer like expressing that early on Mm -hmm. came like pretty easily not to my family though yeah I don't really talk to them about anything but and then just like embracing like my own like sensuality and Mm -hmm. just and sexuality and just like knowing that like it's okay for me to receive pleasure and Mm -hmm. to want that that came later like that came like in adulthood and I feel like yeah pole dance really Mm -hmm. really has helped me with that like even just like dancing in a way that feels good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know if I went off topic or not, but <laughs> no, no, that was perfect. And you can tell in your dancing that mm-hmm. that's what you're feeling. And I feel like yeah, that's why you are you. such a magnetic performer and everyone's <laughs> just like melting into your work. It's because you feel that pleasure yeah. for yourself, which mm-hmm. then gives it to other people. It's easy to tell when the person is performing for them yeah. first. And it's like, this feels good to me. And then everyone else is like, I want some. that's the best to me and I'm curious if there was anything else besides pole like Mm. did you you know talk to a therapist about this Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's a huge point of resistance for people especially growing up in a religious household but just in the patriarchy in general like it's something that we're so it's like demonized totally so I'm curious if there's anything else that yeah I mean yeah for sure therapy love my therapist (laughs) there's a lot of that yes and then having 
I'm like never underestimate the power of like a good group of girlfriends yes. too and just like friends who one day you totally change your life and they're along for the ride mm. they're not gonna be like like families sometimes can be where they're like right. oh you like this now that's different like mm-hmm. they're just like oh you like this now let me learn about this so I can yeah. like it too like mm-hmm. so yeah just having a positive like support group for me having like queer mm-hmm. like community is really important to me too but yeah just having people to support you along every step of the way dance just like has always been mm-hmm. something I come back to again yeah. and again um but yeah definitely therapy therapy good girlfriend (laughs) yes yeah and it's so important and very underestimated to have Mm -hmm. that circle around you and also if you find people in that circle that are not leveling up with you or not there to like support you like yeah it's like a no-brainer oh yeah I can't I can't because I have seen the negative effects of doing that. Like having people that aren't maybe like open to this new version of me or like this like changed version of myself. Yeah. Like I've definitely had some friendships that like maybe when I was a teacher, we were closer. Mm -hmm. And now that this is my life, like we'll still get together. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just kind of a shift. Yeah. A shift. I I love that mindset about Mm -hmm. it too. And it also just is like, this is... It's again, you're showing up authentically Mm -hmm. and when you do that, the right people start to fall into place. And I know it's really hard. Like I have so many of like my students and stuff, like how do you find friends? Dance, Mm -hmm. honey, like the dance community and the right dance community. Like I feel like pole, burlesque, heels. I have found all of my best friends Mm -hmm. in this community because a certain type of special human shows up to those classes. It's not just like anyone you know, like you have to have very similar values and beliefs and Mm -hmm. all the things. And so it just makes for really special friendships. And so I love that you have that in your life because when you do, it's almost like you have this like force like around you yeah, that's going to like hype you up and, you know, encourage you to do things that maybe you wouldn't feel comfortable doing like Mm -hmm. alone. But when you have like a hype squad, you're like, I can do that. Yes. But when you're doing it alone, it's really hard. And so that's a hack. Life hack. Life (laughs) hack is have girlfriends. Have girlfriends. (laughs) And the right girlfriends in your corner. Yes. And okay. Taking (laughs) it back to what you obviously went through in your childhood mm. and then overcoming that do you mm-hmm. feel like this is one of the reasons why you are so confident or you also mm. mentioned that you were just like kind of a bubbly kid in general <laughs> so I feel like when when you walk into a room everyone's like it's because it's <laughs> you're, oh like, you're just so like confident and bubbly so and happy and you yeah. really just like your energy you can tell like you're very comfortable in your skin, which mm-hmm. creates that confidence. And same when you perform. So <laughs> what do you feel like has contributed to this confidence to show up authentically and in this like really big way? Yeah, so I've always been charismatic mm-hmm. and it's tricky to equate, you know, charisma with real confidence mm-hmm. because it wasn't always like real. Like yeah. I, I was charismatic, but I wasn't sure of myself. Mm-hmm. I was placing myself very often in like a caretaking role, trying to just like focus on everybody else and not yeah. on myself because I didn't want to think about myself. Mm-hmm. And that's where like, I feel like for an extroverted person such as myself, like having those like independent, like self-care practices mm-hmm. is really important too, 
journaling about literally everything. I'm a note app girly. Me too. I hope my note app never gets leaked into oh the world. Oh my god, same. It's literally, I like change my passcode on my phone so yeah. much because I'm like, if someone yeah. opened this, even Luke, I'm like, uh-huh. don't, don't touch it. You need to see what's in my mind. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. I saw this TikTok and this girl was like, I accidentally just deleted Notes app. And when I re-downloaded it, all of my things were gone. And I was like, (gasps) new nightmare unlocked. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, it was like, I don't know. Maybe that like saying of like fake it until it becomes real has some merit because I feel like that's kind of what I did. Like Mm. I've always been social. I've always been bubbly. I've always liked like like to be out in the spotlight but I didn't believe it for myself or believe that I deserved it Mm -hmm. um for a very long time but now I do yeah (laughs) and now everything's happening now I'm like like, wait yeah I'm like yeah actually I am that bitch like (laughs) I love that so much and that's the energy that you show up with and I think that's super important because obviously I talk about confidence a lot on this Mm -hmm. podcast and everyone wants like the one secret to confidence yeah. and I think there's so many things that goes into it but I feel like yeah. you showing up with like this kind of deserving energy like I deserve to be here mm-hmm. I deserve to show up as myself like that's created so much for you and it's like breaking through that barrier of like needing other people's validation to be like mm-hmm. bitch I validate myself totally and like, yeah and that's like too like coming back to just like having a strong community is so important and, like, not because you need them to tell you, like, oh, my God, you're good. You're mm-hmm. good. Like, gassing you up mm-hmm. so much to speak. But just having a community that you know that even when you're not doing good, yeah. you're still safe. Mm-hmm. And being, like, like I feel safe with any of my friends. I could be, like, y'all, I really fucked up. Like, I did something yeah. so messed up. And they would still be, like, girl, how can we help you get through yeah. this? Like, what are we going to do, like, to help yeah. you? So, But it's so true. And I just, I love that. And I'm just excited because you have so many things coming up this Mm. year. Can you give us any teasers on anything that's happening or anything you want to, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we've got Enter the Garden coming up in August. And there's many exciting things happening around the Enter the Garden world in general. Um, And yeah, Roxy and I are planning on putting on some more shows as well mm-hmm. ethereal girl making yes. a comeback <laughs> which was such an amazing show so i'm so glad Ooh. you guys are just like continuing yes yeah we re- yeah we create really well together mm-hmm. um and yeah just all of the classes my flow intensive is going really well mm-hmm. i'm applying for a pole competition which is weird for me because I don't really like to compete. Yeah. So I'm like, why am I even doing this? But whatever. <laughs> so when it comes to just like being someone who is literally doing dance as their job, you're performing, mm-hmm. you're putting on shows, you're yes. competing now. You know? <laughs> it's like, what does that require? Like, do you have a rigorous schedule? Like, mm. you know, when you quit your job, did you have a plan before you quit your job? I feel like Mm. a lot of people listening want to either have their own business or want to be a professional Mm -hmm. dancer full time. So what, what would you say to them Mm. if they were going to like plan on taking the leap? Like this is actually what to expect and the good, maybe the struggles and you know, some things that could help make that process a little bit easier. Yeah. So I, it's so hard because I almost feel like for me like dance kind of chose me like Mm -hmm. it kind of was on my way to there was just like so many opportunities for me to teach Mm -hmm. more and it you know 
financially it kind of was able to work out in a way that I know can be the scariest part um, Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. But yeah, I mean, I really think that if you're trying to quit your day job because you want to do something more Mm -hmm. artistic and creative, just do it. Mm -hmm. And like, it might not turn out how you want. You might not end up being a professional dancer, Mm -hmm. but you're going to be out of the job that you're wanting to quit. You know, and like at the end of the day, that's all we can really hope for. Um, So yeah, that's my advice. It might not be great life advice for everyone because I tend to fly by the seat of my pants a lot. (laughs) And I'm like, somebody says rigorous schedule and I'm like, oh, couldn't be me. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I need time to be bored because that's how I'm creative. Like, (laughs) no, but that's so true. And it's like, you know yourself so well. So you know that like, this is the boundaries that I have. Yeah. And it's funny, like, I'm the exact same way. I need to just, like, be in my space. Mm-hmm. I need to, like, not have makeup on for a few days. I need mm-hmm. to, like, have way too much coffee. Like, I'm yes, in way too me much coffee. too. And, like, Luke will ask me, he's like, babe, did you leave the house today? I'm like, today? I haven't left in, like, three days. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm in my creative process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, literally, look at me. I'm not, uh-huh. I obviously haven't left the house. But it's like, it's one of those things where you have to know yourself mm-hmm. really well. And you also have to be at that place of radical self-acceptance to be like, this is how... I want to go about, if you're going to leave a job that you hate, you don't want to move into a, dra- a dance career that you hate and then hate yeah, dance like, 100%. And, and try to do it like everyone else is doing it. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of make it work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is what I feel like we've both done and I'm proud of us. Okay. I'm very proud of us. We have pleasure-based lifestyles. <laughs> yes, we do. We really do. Tattoo that on something. Yes. <laughs> That's literally how I live my life. So where can people find you on social media? Mm. Pimp yourself out. Oh my gosh. So my social media, I just have Instagram and it's Pole Angel, mm-hmm. but you have to type it in exactly pole underscore angel underscore because I am shadow banned because Instagram doesn't like my sexiness. Oh yeah. I <laughs> literally have been shadow banned. Why? Why? Literally why? Literally. I don't know. But anyway, know. so go follow Callan and <laughs> dispute Instagram. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Go like and save everything. Even y'all, this is a shadow ban hack I just learned that you can help your artist friends is if you you don't even have to share the real, okay? You don't want to mess up your aesthetics. Mm-hmm. You don't want to share a bunch of other people's stuff. Whatever. <laughs> Rude, but I get it. <laughs> if you, like, they share a real say, if you go and you copy the link, you don't even have to send that link to anyone. But if you copy the link, it makes the algorithm happy. Mm-hmm. So you are more likely to get boosted and your yeah. stuff showing up for other people. So oh copy God. those links, ladies. Copy the links <laughs> for all your friends. But Kellen, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yes. You are amazing. And you. make sure to check out everything that she's doing, all the shows. I might be in a future show. Ah, so, so yes. Um, but thanks so much for listening. Thank you. <laughs> Yay, that was Yay. Good. I love it. Thank you, babes, so much for joining me today. If you love this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating and review. It really helps the podcast to be discovered by even more amazing humans who could benefit from this work and from healing and a heal. And if you screenshot your rating and review and send it to ashlyntorydance at gmail.com or send it to me on Instagram, I will send you a free burlesque workshop as a gift. Also, don't forget to follow along on Instagram at hi.vibe.heals to stay up to date on all the heals, burlesque, spirituality, and empowering content that your soul desires.